The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Father, today we thank you again. Breathe upon us, Father. Let your light flood every life present in this place. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Um, this morning, we will start with like a survey. And the question is, for, for you and I, <clears throat> what is the easiest thing, what would you say is the easiest thing for you to, to lose? What would you say is the easiest thing for me? For me, it used to be my keys. You know, my keys, until I solved the problem, I, I created a house for the keys. So when I get, to the, when I get home, every key has its own house, and that solved the problem. But for me, it used to be my keys. What is the easiest thing for you to lose? Um, who wants to go? What's the sense for you to lose? Your wig. <laughs> Earrings. <laughs> Your wristwatch, your ring, wedding rings. <clears throat> okay, what's, what's, okay, so is it the easiest thing, you think the easiest thing for you to lose is, is your earrings for the ladies, your wedding rings for some people, for some of us, our keys, anybody else, what, what, what do you think is the easiest thing? Your pen, your pen. Do, do you, do you, do you lose it or is it stolen? <laughs> That's the easiest thing to be stolen from you. <laughs> um, okay, what else? Someone want to say something here? Handkerchiefs. Cell phones. <laughs> Pardon? Cufflinks. <laughs> you know, umbrella. Who loses an umbrella? <laughs> I don't know who loses an umbrella. You know, for some people, the easiest thing for, for them to lose is their temper. Yet for some people, the easiest thing for them to lose is their patience. You see, but the truth is, one of the easiest things for us to lose, if not the easiest thing for us to lose as believers, is our joy. Is our joy. You, you wake up in the morning, you're fired up, there's something happens, psh, joy is gone. And it's like, how did I get into this ditch? You, you, you hear a message, you are just like, I'm waiting for Monday. And you get home, I don't know, something happens, you are dreading Monday. So today, by the grace of God, 
we are going to be looking at get your joy back. Get your joy back. If there's something about this season, Christmas is a season of joy. The joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive our king. But many times, we, we lose our joy. Some people and some circumstances appear to connive in us losing our joy. It's, it's as if their life mission is for them to trip us and make us lose our joy. Have you met such people? No matter how joyful you are, it's as if they are just looking for you so that they can trip you up. Today, you will see how to handle them because you are going to get your joy back <laughs> and you are going to learn how to keep it. You know, and you see, if you look at it, what if every time you see... Um, my wife, she's always unhappy. She's always, you know, sad. What, what, what will you think of me? Or every time you see my children, maybe they're always unhappy. They're always gloomy and, you know, and unjoyful. What, what does that say of their father? Tyrant. <laughs> You see, but the truth is that every time we as children of God, we are not joyful, we give God a bad reputation. Every time people look at us and we are gloomy, we are sad, we are, our faces are down, and we are like, um, we are just waiting for the rapture. You know, some Christians are just waiting for the rapture to happen. You know, they'll be surprised that the rapture is for the joyful We give God a bad rep. So, so the truth is this. Cranky Christians are a bad witness. Thank you. Cranky Christians are a bad witness. When you are cranky as a Christian, you are a bad witness. Romans 14, 17 says to us clearly, Romans 14, 17, it says the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat and drink or drink. It's not a matter of rituals, of do's and don'ts, of, of what you wear, what you don't wear. It says, but the kingdom of God is of living a life of, everyone say, goodness. Yes. Goodness and peace. And joy in the Holy Spirit. So while we, this season, every, every season for a Christian is about the Holy Spirit. But as a church, we are, we are, we are zooming in. The um, praise, prayer, and Pentecost is about the Holy Spirit. Now, what thing about the Holy Spirit, one thing the Holy Spirit does and brings into our lives is goodness, peace, and joy. Goodness, peace, and joy. You are talking in tongues, but you are, you are not joyful. Something is wrong with that. Your, your life is filled with tongues, but your life is filled with sorrow at the same time. Something is wrong with that. The Holy Spirit brings the kingdom of God, and it is represented in goodness, in peace. Goodness, the same word is righteousness. In joy. 
in the Holy Spirit. So every time I am not joyful, if I live a life that is not a joyful life, I am misrepresenting the kingdom of God. If I'm living a life that is full of sorrow and pain, oh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen, oh, Ah, if you know all the troubles, ah, I'm just looking at you, even if you don't know what I've gone through in this life, ah. My problem is the biggest, you know. Look, listen, everybody on earth has problems. Everybody. In fact, if you see other people's own, you will dance. (laughs) When you think your own is the biggest. And sometimes, you know, we feel like... Realistically so, we feel like um, Jeremiah in Lamentations, he was, he was lamenting. You know, the book of Lamentations is the lamentation of, of Jeremiah. He was lamenting in Jeremiah, Lamentations, in, not Jeremiah, Lamentations, in the book of Lamentations. Bring it up. Chapter 5, verse 15. He says, the joy of our hearts are ended. The joy of your hearts will not end. In the name of Jesus. The joy of our hearts are ended. And that is how some of us feel. We feel the joy of our hearts are ended. If this is you, and you're like, how do I get my joy back? Congratulations. You're going to get it back today. How do I sustain it? You are in the right place this morning. God doesn't want us going about like Jeremiah, (laughs) saying, oh, the joy of our hearts has ended. The people have sapped our joy. Circumstances have sapped our joy. No, the joy of the Lord is our strength. How do I get my joy back? Seven things. And we are done. Now we need to go really fast. Because we've used all the time dancing and, you know, laughing. Children, you know, (laughs) ministering to us. You know, Pastor Gide says that yesterday that, Oh, we have the children. They always entertain us. In my mind, I said, no, no, no. Minister to us. We can get entertained. But today, they entertain us. <laughs> As they minister to us. <laughs> As they minister to us. Okay, so, seven things. How do I get my joy back? How do I get my joy back? Number one, the first thing that you need to know and do it's this simple. You have to admit it is lost. You have to admit that it is lost. You have to admit it is lost. Years ago, you know, I mean, it's happened to me more than once. I will follow my grandmother to the market. I mean, sometimes I think she just likes to punish me. By taking me to the market. And, you know, it's a book I'm writing now. When it's out, when you read the book, you know why I said, I think she always likes to punish me by taking me to the market. But I won't go there for time. So, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the guy carrying the bags, right? And she's in front. And I'm, I'm following her, I'm following her. And in my mind, I've kept a track on her. But there are other interesting things happening in the market. Some people are fighting. Some people are wooing in the gutter. 
You saw people are, I mean, all sorts of things are going on. So, I mean, for a child, I mean, the market can be interesting. So, I'm, I think I'm following Mama, right? But I'm looking here, I'm looking there. I'm like, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. And all of a sudden, I look up. <laughs> she is gone. <laughs> you know? Now, the question is this. At what point did I lose her? Not when I took my, well, not, not actually when I took my eyes off, mostly. A few minutes after I took my eyes off. But at what point did I realize I lost her? Ten minutes after. Maybe 15 minutes after sometime. Many times, we are going on empty joy, and we don't know we've lost it. You think you're following Jesus, but you have you actually lost track. You think you, you have him, you have him in, in, in your eyes, in your rear mirror. I mean, what's, what's, this, what's this view called? Lateral view. You have him in your lateral view. Oh, Jesus is there somewhere, you know. I'm cool, I'm following him. You see, listen, until the parents of Jesus realized that this Jesus is not with us before they went back to the temple. But it was not at that point that they lost Jesus. So, how, how do I know? Ask yourself this question. Has there been a time in my life that I have been more joyful in God? If the answer is yes. You need to get your joy back. Say, but Pastor, I still have some joy here. Listen, according to God, the path of the just is like the shining light that shines brighter and brighter, and brighter. So, Pastor, are you saying that, looking back, not, you don't have a time in God that you have been more joyful? Absolutely not. In fact, right now, I am the most joyful that I have ever been in God. <laughs> Glory be to God. <laughs> I mean, Psalm 51, David was saying, restore to me the joy of your salvation. It is a resort to me, your salvation. David did not lose his salvation, but he lost the joy of the salvation. You can still be saved and have your salvation, and you've lost the joy of your salvation. When you look at the cross, you look at the cross of Jesus, it doesn't, it doesn't excite you anymore. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea. Your, 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 your stomach does not rumble as it used to rumble. God will restore your joy. So the first thing you need to do, admit. The second thing you need to do is analyze the cause. How did this happen? What is robbing my joy? What are the kill joys? Because Joy, by nature, does not just run away. Joy stays. Joy, so what are the things, what are taken? My joy, Lamentations 3, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, Jeremiah should also be able to help us here. Verse 40. It says, let us examine our ways 
and test them. And let us return to the Lord. Let us examine. Everybody say examine. Let us examine our ways and test them. And let us return to the Lord. So you need to examine. You need to test. You need to analyze what went wrong. Can I identify the killjoys? What are the killjoys? If I can identify, then I can eliminate what are the killjoys, but I need to identify the killjoys first. I'm going to run through a few of them. Um, and, you know, it's not exhaustive, but pretty, pretty um, detailed, detailed. So what are the killjoys that usually takes and saps our joy? Number one, an unbalanced schedule. An unbalanced schedule. If your schedule is not balanced, it's going to rob your joy. You are home. You are supposed to be in the bed with your wife. But you are sending email. Something is wrong with that. Your schedule is not balanced. If you take in more, if you are giving out more, rather, than you are taking in, it's going to sap your joy. You're going to be burnt out. The converse is also the case. If you are taking in more than you are giving out, you're going to have an unbalanced schedule. You're going to have an unbalanced life. For instance, you have a lot of Bible knowledge you do some solid Bible study, but you don't serve. You have no outlets. You are not helping people to grow in God. You are going to have an unbalance. The joy is going to stop. So the, the, the first thing is an unbalanced schedule. And you know, I have a lot to say about that. But we'll go to the second thing. I mean, did I say we will do? No. Of these skill joys. Five, I didn't say, but I think there are five of them. Second is an unused talent. An unused talent. If you have an unused talent, you are not going to be a happy person. You know, you, it's, it's a joy killer. You have a talent you can use to bring glory to God and bless humanity, but it's unused, it's just dormant. You can't be happy. There are some people that when they come, let's say for instance, to, to church and they see someone um, sing, you know, they are like, oh, I can sing better than that. Some people actually deceive themselves, they can't. But very few actually can. And you sit down there and you don't do anything. Over time, your joy is going to be sapped. You come in, I can organize better than this. But you don't apply yourself. You don't use your talent. Or you have a work, a job that is not demanding on your talent. Your job is not, going to, it's not supposed to use 100% of your talent anyway. So, but a considerable amount. So the, the, the first kill joy is an unbalanced schedule. The second kill joy is what? An unused talent. 
The third killjoy is an unconfessed sin. An unconfessed sin is a killjoy. I knew the, the, the usual culprit when we talk about an unconfessed sin, you know, a lot of Christians are very self-righteous. Oh, they say, oh, I don't commit adultery. Oh, I don't, I, I don't steal. Oh, you know, so you think you don't have an issue there. You know, but, but you are quick to abuse people. And you don't see anything wrong with that. See, you said that coconut. You just say it. You don't see anything wrong with it. Someone made in God's image. Look at her K-leg. That's why she's always wearing long skirt. How is that your business? And I'm not abusing anybody. <laughs> you know? <laughs> An unconfessed sin. They, listen, sin should not actually last 30 seconds with a Christian. Why? Because Jesus paid for it. So if you have an issue... Sort it out. Sort it out immediately. It's a killjoy. Number four, an unresolved conflict. An unresolved conflict. Like I, I said earlier on, there are some people in, in our lives that they are all they are toxic people. No matter how full your tank is, your joy tank is, when you meet these people, it's, they, they seem to have a way of depleting it very fast. It's like that life mission is just to make you unhappy. Guess what? There's one solution for them. It's a very spiritual solution. Do you want to hear it? It's a secret to avoid them. <laughs> it is not wrong. Avoid. There are some people I avoid. I just avoid. There are some people that when, when I'm preparing for, for a God against service, when they come to your office, they will always say some nasty thing. They always pass some crazy comments out of sabi sabi, you know. That thing you preached in tribe, I know better. Let me show you in the Bible. And I'm like, you don't even understand what you're saying. So, you know, until I grow up, I avoid those people. My colleagues, they know them. So when they come to see me, they will say, Pastor is not available. <laughs> there are some standard pastor is not available for certain seasons. I'm not saying you should try yourself. <laughs> I say, am I one of them? When I come, they know. They know. I have no apologies. If you have people that consistently sap the joy out of your life. Avoid them. Oh, pastor, what if I'm married to one? Then you need counseling. <laughs> because you cannot avoid <laughs> You can't avoid that one, no? Because when you wake up, when you're going to sleep, so what, I mean, honestly, what if, what if you are, what if someone you can't avoid? What if someone you are married to, then you need help? And that is the, outside of the scope of this teaching. But generally, we can avoid 90%. Many times, we, we are so dependent on them. Ah, 
and took it for time. Number five. So number one, kill joy, unbalanced schedule. Number two, unused talent. Number three, unconfessed sins. Number four, unresolved conflict. Number five, undernourished spirit. An undernourished spirit. If you don't nourish your spirit, man, you're going to have a challenge with retaining joy. So, how do I get my joy back? Number one, I... I what? What is it? Okay, admit is lost. Okay, number two. <laughs> Analyze the cause. And number three, correct what's wrong. Correct what's wrong. Correct what's wrong. You have to take action. One of the greatest things that hold people back in my work with God that I've noticed is people know what to do and they don't do it. That's one of the greatest things that hold people back. They know what to do, but they don't do it. I talk to people, and by the time you are done, the person know what, they know, already know what to do, but they don't do it. You need to correct what's wrong. In fact, the secret of continual, abundant, overflowing joy is obedience. You've identified that is an unbalanced schedule. Correct what's wrong. Just don't just smile and say, oh, I have an unbalanced schedule. So bloody what? Correct what's wrong. I will say, correct what's wrong. You have to take action. John chapter 15, verse from verse 10 to 11, it says, When you obey my commandment, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandment and remain in his love. It says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow in the name of Jesus. So, number one, I need to admit. Number two, I need to Number three, I need to correct what's wrong. I need to take action. Number four, I need to focus on the good in my life. Focus on the good in my life. It's important that our focus is not on the negatives. Because everybody has a few. You focus on on the good. Like, Like I said, the number one thing that old people back that I've seen in my, by God's grace, over 23 years of working with Jesus, is knowing what to do and not doing it. Most Christians are not, uh, are not in darkness from not knowing what to do. The second thing is ingratitude, not focusing on the good, overtly focusing on the negative. It kills joy. Psalm 126, Psalm 126, verse 3. It says, the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done what? Great things for us. We focus on the great things that the Lord has done and we are filled with joy. The opposite is also true. 
If you don't focus on it, you won't be filled with joy. We focus. The Lord has done great things for us. Study after study after study show us that the attitude of gratitude is the healthiest human emotion. We've seen it in different reports. We've seen it in different scientific I mean, um, um, journals. I mean, the, the ones that have to do psychology. That the, the healthiest the human emotion is what? Is the attitude of gratitude. Say, oh, pastor, how do you stay up? How do you stay fired up? It's simple. I fill my life with good things. I read good books. I read books. You know, some, I mean, there's nothing wrong with television. You know, I won't tell you to throw away your television. <laughs> but the key thing is, some of us, we spend too much time with the television. Honestly, it's not helping you. Analysis was done that the average American, by the time they reach retirement age, will have spent nine and a half years watching TV of their life. Nine and a half years watching TV. If you cut that into two and you spend four plus years reading books, your life will change dramatically. Your mind will be expanded. Your worldview will totally, totally, totally change. Many of us are just feeding on junk. We are feeding on crap. And it's killing our joy. It's killing the life of God in us. How do you stay sharp? How do you stay on top of, of issues? How do you stay joyful? I choose what I feed on. I'm deliberate and I feed on a lot. I mean, if you see where I sleep or where I <laughs> lounge, you know, <laughs> I know where every book, every, every journal, every, you know, I know where they are. Proverbs 15, 14. Proverbs 15, 14 says, A wise person is hungry for knowledge. While fools do what? They feed on trash. Ask your neighbor, what do you feed on? Knowledge or trash? So number one, admit. Number two, number three, number four, number five, Spend time with God every day. Spend time with God every day. In what? In the word, in prayer, and in singing. Spend time with God. Jeremiah 15, 16. Jeremiah 15, 16. In the word, the, your words are what sustains me. They bring me great joy. When you spend time in the Word, you, you find great joy. When you spend time with God, you spend time in the Word. When you spend time with God, you spend time in prayer. John 16, 24. John 16, 24. Until now, you have not asked anything. Ask and you will receive. And your joy 
will be complete. At Tribe, we are looking at praying, prayer, asking. What is it to pray? How, how do you pray and get results? So the word prayer and singing, Psalm 95, Psalm 95, verse 1, it says, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout to the God of our salvation. We are to sing for joy. We are to shout. When you, when you spend time in the world, you pray, you sing the joy we know no bounds. Number six, find a way to give back. Find a way to sacrifice. Find a way to be a blessing. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Find a way to be a blessing. It says, God has given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long ago, he planned that we should spend these lives, how? In helping others. If you live for yourself, your joy will be depleted. It will be in constant state of depletion if you live for yourself. If you live to help others, you'll be full of joy. You'll be full of joy because you've just helped a human being become better. You'll be full of joy because you just helped a family that probably would have struggled eating. You just put food on their table. You'll be full of joy because you're paid salaries of people every month. You'll be full of joy. But if you live for yourself, recipe for disaster. Acts of the Apostles 20. Acts of the Apostles 20, 35. It says, there is more happiness in giving than receiving. There's more joy in giving than receiving. So to take my joy back, number one, I need to admit. Number two, I need to analyze the cause. Number three, I need to correct what's wrong. Number four, I need to focus on the good in my life. Good. Number five, even though you are reading it, I need to I need to what? Spend time with God every day. How do I do that? In the word, in prayer, and in singing. Sing. And number seven. Number six. Find a way to sacrifice, to give back. And number seven. If you get number seven, you get a prize. Okay. I dare not do that at the 10 a.m. service. <laughs> Number seven. Tell someone about Jesus. <laughs> you couldn't have guessed, would you? Could you? Tell someone about Jesus. One of the things that brings joy the most is when you tell someone about Jesus. When on your account somebody finds eternity in God. When you invite someone to church, look at um, Zichidera's testimony. 
Imagine the joy on her friend, in her friend's life, to see her rededicate her life to Jesus. When you, when you do that, when you either directly lead someone to Christ or bring someone to church or to your life group and they meet with God, your joy will know no bound. In fact, it's, it's, the reason it happens with you is simply because it actually happens in heaven first. In Luke 15, Luke 15, Luke 15 verse 7, it says, There is joy in heaven over one sinner who changes his heart and life. There is joy in heaven over one person that turns to Jesus. People, we have the greatest message on earth. And that's Jesus came and died for us and for our friends. So the question is this. You need to begin to think, this season of Christmas, which, which of my friends am I going to bring the light of Christ to? Which of, my, of the people around me, my colleagues, am I going to invite to church? Which of them am I going to bring to church? You have to begin to think like that. You know, we, we talked about the photo booth and the hashtag GFH Christmas that the idea really is to create a buzz. Your friends will ask you. You put on your, not on our social media page, on your social media page. But use that hashtag. We will harvest it. People will want to find out what's going on here. And like Tidera will come to church. I hope I got the name right. Will come to church and find God. And there will be joy in your life. And there will be joy in heaven. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. Today, it is on your account that there has to be joy in heaven today. You are, you are far from God. You're like, Pastor, can I come to God? You're like, there's no joy in my life. How can there be? You're not in the kingdom. There's no joy in my life. The first thing is you have to admit and accept Jesus today. Okay, pastor, I'm ready. Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. Wherever you are, my sister, wherever you are, my brother, I want to pray with you. Pastor, that is me. I want to accept Christ today. Or I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. Put up your hand wherever you are seated, and I'll pray with you over your head. Quickly, pull up your hand, pull up your hand. Well, that is me. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. God bless you right there. God bless you, my sister over here. God bless you, my brother at the back. That is me. My sister at the back. I can see your hand. God bless you. Right there at the back. God bless you, sir. That is me. Right here in front. My sister. I can see your hand. Keep the hands up. They're going to slip a card in your hand. That is all I need. Uh, even right now. You can put on that hand. God bless you. Right there at the back. That is me. God bless you. Keep the hands up. Another one right there. My sister. I can see you. Keep the hands up. That is me. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. I want to pray with you right now. And Jesus will flood your heart. Jesus, the joy of God, will fill your life. If you have the card, you can put it on your hand. God bless you right there. At that corner, I can see your hand. Keep it, keep it up. God bless you right there. That is me. God bless you. Another hand over there. God bless you. That is me. Keep the hands up until you get a card. And, and, and you can put it down as soon as you get a card. The rest of us, let's just say to the Lord, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I will not lose my joy. I will not lose my joy. I will avoid toxic people. I will keep my joy in God. I will, I will have a balanced schedule. I will 
confess every, everything that I need to confess. I will have my life that is giving to people. I'm, I will give back to people. Father, we pray for everyone that's surrendering to you today. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you have mercy upon these lives. Change these lives totally to the praise and glory of your name. Lord, fill their lives with joy and let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. Honor and glory be given to you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus.